Fashion asking, blunt passing. We just can't quit because some of these cunnies picky jot to sleep with. Epic secret, why not? Why blow up my What are you doing? We both got hot. Now check it. I keep more back than Craig and the bed. What? I gotta do a show. Oh. Alright, we gotta start the show. You have a show? I'm gonna do a show now, yeah. No, stay, stay right there. You're not going anywhere, right? Mm, no, not right now. Alright, so we'll start the show. Can I have a beer? Yeah, it's in the fridge. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from New York City. Welcome everybody. Got a big show for you guys today. We have somebody in studio right now, a little assistant. My buddy Tanya, she's having a beer. Nothing wrong with that in the middle of the day, no problem. We're enjoying it. And uh, even bigger news, this episode has the legendary Doug Parker. He was uh, in studio live for this episode, and we covered a lot of stuff uh, regarding all aspects of cruising, just like a general back and forth that we were doing. Tanya, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? How's it going? All right? Okay. I'm going to do a little cruise news right now, if you don't mind. Cruise news? Yeah. I like that. You like, well, I mean, you don't like that. You ha- Tanya hates cruising, by the way, don't you? Yes, I do. So don't, you know, Tanya's a nice girl, good friend of mine for a long time. She's never been on a cruise ship. We no, tried. no, no. I have. You've been on a cruise? I've been on a cruise, and that's why I know that I don't like it. Really? All right. Well, just tread lightly right now. Please watch your language because you're not speaking to a captive audience. Let's just say it's, maybe it's not for you, right? It's not for me, now. Okay, we'll go with that. But I do know that I don't like cruising. It's kind of the same way that I know that I don't like oysters because I've tried oysters. So I tried cruising, and not for me. But what? How, much, how, how much have you drank today? Well, I mean... A little bit? Oh, no. It's my day off, and I don't want You to deserve it. I, I don't like oysters either, by the way. But I know that I don't like them because I've tried them. All right, I'm going to start this cruise news if there's any audience left still listening right now. <laughs> okay? All right. So here's a topic that I never thought would actually be a real discussion on this show, and that is the common drinking straw. That's right. Plastic drinking straws have been in the cruise news lately as various cruise lines begin changing their policy on how they issue them to guests. Uh, I noticed on my last Royal Caribbean cruise that I did not get a straw with my first few cocktails. At first, I was a little confused. And since my radar you know, regarding all the cruising and you know, nickel and diming and stuff like that is always up, I automatically mentally convicted them of trying to cut costs. I was like, really? How far are we going to take this? Can I get a freaking straw? Tanya, are you aware of this whole straw epidemic? I did not know this, no. So you're getting this for the first time as well? Yes. Uh, Then it was explained to me that this was an environmental thing and that straws are (gasps) available, but the new policy is that they are only issued upon requests on the cruise ship. So then... Well, I simply I requested one. Uh, now, I'm the first to admit, you, you know me, uh, Tanya, that I am not on the front lines in terms of conservation. I do not own my own personal copy of An Inconvenient Truth by Al Gore, and I've never been to an Earth Day celebration. But usually, you see these types of things coming a little before it actually happens. In this case, it came out of nowhere. But 
then when I got off the ship, I went to some bars and restaurants in my local neighborhood, and they were putting the same policy in place. In fact, one place didn't even have straws in the building. I remember looking the face at one of my friends, uh, Tanya, you actually know Johnny, Johnny C. Yeah. Uh, we went to a bar around the corner a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I had already known this whole straw situation, so it wasn't a shock to me anymore. But uh, he asked for a straw, straw please. And then the waitress goes, I'm sorry, sir. I saw a video on uh, turtles, and uh, there are not going to be any more straws in this building whatsoever. Uh-huh. And he... You should have saw the look on his face. He was he <laughs> thought he was being punked. He thought he was like <laughs> Then he looked at me and goes, She kidding she kidding me? She, she and I was like, No, this is a thing now. I was in the same position as he was and I was just uh I, I it was crazy. Listen, I'm gonna take my usual middle of the road view on this. Uh you have to understand the guy my age being like, What the hell? For forty years, you know, straws were just something you drank with and one day in march 2018 someone decides that if you use a straw you are ruining the planet and you are contributing to our extinction as humans uh but okay if someone also realizes one day that just recklessly handing them out in in mass quantities to people who don't even want them if someone says that doesn't make sense from an environmental standpoint i'm fine with requesting mine it's just a little crazy how this it stuff kind of goes from like zero to sixty in like a heartbeat. What's up, Ty? Well, when I um, right into the mic, sweetheart. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you sweetheart. That's <coughs> when I cultural serve, appropriation. When I serve water, I serve water. We have these mason jars, and I serve it without a straw, um, unless they ask for one, because it's. I find that a lot of people just take the straws out, especially people that are drinking things like scotch on the rocks or, um, you know, old fashions or things like that. They don't want a straw. So I'll serve straws with certain beverages and I won't serve them with others. I don't serve it with water. If you want a straw, you can ask me for one. It's not because of the turtles, but it's because of, well, also saving money for the restaurant and... Yeah, it's less waste. No, that makes sense. I get it. And you know what? If it happens to do save the turtles and be an environmental thing, then I'm not, you know, one of those people that's against that. So clearly, I, I have no problem. It was just like, it's just so happened so fast. This stuff is happening so fast. It's not happening fast. I just think that you're... Um, no, it definitely is happening n- fast. Well, no. I think that you're just... You went out for drinks... I know I went on the cruise, and one day I'm cruising in this straws, and one day there's no straws. So it didn't happen from one day to the next. All right. So since <laughs> since then, <laughs> since then, it's no longer just a Royal Caribbean thing. Other cruise lines have joined the party, including Carnival. The only time you will get a plastic straw automatically put in your drink is if you order a frozen cocktail. Uh, Carnival brand ambassador John Heald made a statement on his Facebook page saying, We will no longer automatically serve any soda or cocktail with a plastic straw except frozen. They will be provided by requests. If you want one, please ask. Please support our efforts to limit the amount of plastic that can be found in the seas today. Uh, The only only thing I'm curious about uh, is that it kind of conflicts with the whole you know, let's sterilize everything. Let's sterilize everything on cruise ships approach that a lot of the cruise lines take. I've, I've heard people in like groups and seen on, on groups like where people say, uh, 
just in the, in the in the hope of supporting this movement, they sort of shame people who have like this thing about straws. Where they're like, oh, you don't need straws. Stop being a paranoid germaphobe, a germaphobe. But at the same time, they're the same people that are saying, here, watch this eighteen minute minute video on how to wash your freaking hands. Well, but also, um, I've noticed that at some on at some resorts, what they do is instead of plastic straws, they do those paper straws. Oh, now Tanya. I was just about to say that. I I am so, so jealous of whoever was able to invent that environmentally friendly, uh, you know, biodegradable, good for mass use. That's the key word, good for mass use, because I'm sure it's invented. I'm sure some, you know, fly-by-night guy has come up with it. But the truth is we got to figure out who figured out a way to mass produce this, get a huge corporation behind this. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's hot in here i don't have the ac set up and uh for the interview with doug we closed the windows shut the fan all that stuff but for today for the news we're leaving the windows open we're going a little rustic so you're going to hear a little bit of new york city in your ear on your commute no matter where you are as you just heard those sirens um brand new flavor in your ear what's that brand new flavor in your ear exactly brand new flavor in your ear who sang that yeah you know the artist craig mack wow see this is why i love her uh, <laughs> All right, so the paper straw. You know somebody's going to invent it, and you know it probably already is. And actually, the same dude, Johnny C., one of our mutual friends, uh, email, texted me a picture two days ago of the paper environmentally friendly straw. Now, I don't know if that's the one that's going to make it to mass market, and you're going to see in Walmart and Dwayne Reed and Walgreens and CVS, but somebody is going to. Here's a prediction. It will be a company that you heard of. My prediction only because, you know, even if it is somebody who invented it, one of the big suitors will, you know, probably buy them up anyway, right? Well, I think um, the reason that maybe cruise ships are trying to create less waste is because when they dock, they have to dump all of that waste. And when you have X amount of people on board and they're all for five, three, five, or seven days, they're creating a bunch of waste. Yes, they are. So... They're trying to minimize that, that which could, I think is, um, you know, environmentally friendly and sound and convenient. It's economical. It's everything. You're right. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if you're right or not. I don't. I don't know. I mean, oh no, I'm right. Are you? Yes. Are you sure? I'm positive. Now you're an expert. Mm, okay. No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a woman, so well, I'm an, I'm an expert. Can't really argue with that. Let's move it on. Uh, Let's take it down to the port of Miami, where Norwegian Cruise Line just announced that they are able, they are, I'm sorry, they are about to break ground on a brand new 166,500 square foot terminal that will be ready by the fall of 2019. This terminal is being built as an upgrade, and so it can officially, uh, efficiently accommodate the 5,000 passengers or so that will sail on Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships. This whole thing happened kind of fast for a change. Uh, the Miami-Dade Board of Commissioners approved this project on April 10th, and construction will begin on May 1st. At a ceremony commemorating this project, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings CEO Frank Del Rio, who runs the parent company, that's you know not to be confused with Norwegian Cruise Line, which is just Norwegian Cruise Line. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings has a couple of different cruise lines within it. But anyway, Frank Del Rio, the big shot over there, he say, he was on hand, and he, say, and he says, uh, actually, so was Andy Stewart, who runs Norwegian Cruise Line, the smaller company, which is specifically the cruise line. Uh, 
they were there. The mayor of Miami, Carlos Jimenez, was there, and many other uh-uh. key players were on hand. So this uh, this terminal will be exclusively used by Norwegian and was designed by a joint venture of uh, Bermelo and Ajami and partners, along with NV. A at Haskell. This is uh, basically looking like hieroglyphics to me. I'm not really sure how to pronounce this stuff, but this is what I have in front of me. And we have a quote from Frank Del Rio. Quote, this iconic terminal represents our continued partnership with Miami-Dade County, our commitment to excellence, and Miami as a world capital. As a global cruise company, we're transforming and elevating the guest experience through design and innovation on our ships, and this new terminal at Port Miami is the next step in that journey. We are honored to be here alongside the team, dedicated to making this dream a reality, end quote. Now, not only is this project going to be great news for cruisers who love a nice, new, clean, and efficient terminal to embark and disembark from, it's going to create hundreds of jobs for residents of South Florida and be a nice little pop for the local com- uh, uh, economy of the good old 305. Uh, huh. So, what's, what's that? What, you got anything on that, Tanya? No, no, just the 305, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> it's kind of a coincidence, too, because Pitbull is a uh, spokesman for uh, Norwegian. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> Freestyle, he changed it to free. He, he switched it up to free. To do what I want any old time. That's his thing. All right, so uh, you got me singing over here. This is terrible. So there was some footage that went viral a couple of days ago. Actually, King Marty, big shout-out to King Marty. Uh, he shared it in the Always Be Both Cruises Lounge, the Facebook group. And what it was was an airlift off the coast of South Jersey. Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas had an, emer- had an emergency and it contacted the Coast Guard when a 71-year-old man was suffering from a possible kidney failure. Yeah, no good. Needed to be medevaced off the megaship this past Friday and was then brought to an Atlantic City hospital. Uh, An MH-65 Dolphin helicopter left the air station in Atlantic City and brought the patient to Atlantic Care Region Medical Center. The condition of the passenger is not known at this time, but the uh, rescue itself was successful. And, ladies and gentlemen, you have to check out this footage. These guys are so well-trained, and the equipment used is absolutely on another level. It almost didn't even look real. You have a view from an aircraft, and you're just seeing this basically a 70-year-old man with kidney failure, mind you. Oh, man. Uh, quite frankly, looking very comfortable as he, as he is just being airlifted, hoisted through the air on some sort of a chair. He was like a kitten in a pillow. A, a little bit, yeah. You're not, you're not you're not too far off with that. Petty Officer First Class Charles Rivas talked about the importance of timing in situations like this. Quote, it is imperative to alert the Coast Guard to these emergencies as soon as possible. In this case, the timely notification allowed our crews to reach the man and deliver him to higher medical care quickly and efficiently. Um, as I said, there's no more information on this passenger's current condition right now. And uh, he also remains unidentified. So I don't know if uh, you want to maybe say this, but for those few moments he was lifted onto the helicopter, uh, could we maybe call him an unidentified flying object? (laughs) You are so generous with your laughter. That was terrible. That was so corny. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I hope he had trip insurance. All right, moving on to the next story. (laughs) How is that funny? Because it was dumb. All right. (laughs) He's such a... (laughs) Such a confidence booster. Okay, so it's the showdown you've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Tanya, you're going to love this one. 
Carnival Cruise Line is setting the stage for an epic lip sync battle between, get this, are you ready? I'm ready. The kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jake <laughs> Elliott. <laughs> exactly. If you, uh, if you even care what his name is. And his opponent? No. Queen Latifah. Yes! All right. All right. Ooh, sorry. sorry. Sorry, everybody's ears. Oh, my God. Big, yes. big Queen Latifah fan. I want to watch this. Okay, you're not going to. Uh, come, on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, this is this this has to be completely rigged, right? It's just like when you watch the Dancing with the Stars, and uh, do you watch Dancing with the Stars, Tanya? Uh, yes, I don't anymore, but I have. And part of the uh, the appeal of the show is the pairings. And it's like, oh, let's put Rosie O'Donnell in heels and a dress and watch her glide across the floor. All right. Well, here's you, you go, you're going off a little bit I'm here. not. I'm not. A little Hold off on. the rails. So okay, why ahead. is Queen Latifah? Um, no, but I'm, I'm comparing it to Dancing with the Stars because I'm wondering. I just don't think it's fair. I think you put this kicker up against Queen Latifah, who's a professional performer in the lip sync battle that's like the dancing with the stars where i don't think it's fair when they put like athletes and standard regular actors and then they'll put them up against members of boy bands i agree who've been dancing professionally all their lives yeah she doesn't make sense they remember that guy in from in sync was the name joey fatone we actually had him at cowgirls in orlando one time he's a nice guy he uh very, he has very a cooking f- show now on like basically. and he has a hot dog sta- he has a hot dog chain as well you know, he had some funny stories. I've got to visit that hot dog stand. You do love you a hot dog, don't I you? I love me a hot dog. When's the last time you went to Criff Dogs? Not too long ago, actually. We'll wrap this up, maybe head over. Criff Dogs? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the battle is going down in New York City on May 23rd, and it will celebrate the mega ship, the uh, Carnival Horizons arrival into America and will be a benefit for Carnival's main charitable partner, which is St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Uh, the venue will take place in the Liquid Lounge, which is the main show theater on the Carnival Horizon, and it will uh, the support will come from me- members of Carnival's entertainment cast. Uh, they are known as Playlist Productions, and they will kind of be in the mix to kind of help out and lend support. This event promises to be one for the ages. The Super Bowl winning kicker has a quote for us, too. He says, I can't wait to crush it in Lip Sync Battle Horizon. Not only do I get to square off against the true legend like Queen Latifah, we're also helping some very, very special kids from St. Jude's in my adopted hometown of Memphis. And uh, that's what the kicker had to say. This is uh, actually going to be a part of the inaugural, the official naming ceremony, and a great way to raise some money for St. Jude. Carnival and St. Jude go way back and have done some amazing work together in the name of generating research dollars for a great cause, and this is absolutely one of the more higher-profile events in the history of that partnership. Now, you said that this this cruise ship is called the Grand? No, the Horizon. The the Horizon? Does it hold more than... It's one of the largest ships. It's going to be Carnival's largest ship. It's not the largest ship in but the world. But it's Carnival's. Carnival's largest ship and newest ship, definitely. Nice. It was actually just here. You guys will hear in the interview with Doug Parker coming up in a little while. Uh, Doug had a chance to sail on the Carnival Horizon, and he is about to go sail on her again in the transatlantic. So, um, is it transatlantic? Yes, the transatlantic. He's flying out to Barcelona today. Barcelona. He's he's flying out today and he's gonna take it back and he's gonna be he's, 
he's going to take it to Barcelona? No, he's coming back from Barcelona. Barcelona. But Bar- what's that from? But the the Spaniards pronounce their C's like fifth, like THs. So Barcelona. Okay, have you guys ever seen that uh, three-story <laughs> high dreamscape on all the Vista class ships? You know they have one on the horizon too. Uh, it's that super elegant, unique LED-powered piece of artwork that hangs over the main atrium and uh, changes images by the hour. During the event, the basically the inaugural with the lip sync battle, they will have a. Uh, they're going to project custom artwork created. By 33 of the St. Jude's Hospital patients. Uh, that should actually be a really cool moment when that's unveiled. That sounds nice. No, it's an awesome way to kick off Carnival Horizons' maiden voyage out of New York City. Whoop. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's it for the cruise news, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. The moment you've all been waiting for. Our interview. Our sit-down with Doug Parker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Always be booked, Cruise Podcast, and we have our first ever in studio. I want to give a big welcome to the legendary Doug Parker. Welcome, Doug. What's going on? Dude, I like this. You're uh, Midtown East up here in in the city, and you got this studio. This studio reminds me of a lot of um, when I first started in radio with the, with the mic setups. You got the sound console, all that here. Just need some cocaine, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't have a phone number for that. I don't know. <laughs> but... uh so uh, Doug's in town, and Doug is no stranger. By the way, I was curious. So you've been coming to New York for a while now, huh? Yeah, about 10 years or so, I guess. What, uh, what are some of the things you like to do when you uh, pop into town? You know, a lot, well, back then it was like the bars, yeah. right? So like go eat some good food in Hell's Kitchen and some, some cheap drinks. And then that's about pretty much it, man. Now it's when I get up here, I, I don't drink as much as I used to, thanks yeah. to you and... 2015 at Johnny Utah's. Now I just like like to run the park and everything. I kind of get this feeling, this vibe. I know you know you are the cruise radio guy, so people are pursuing you left and right. But with, with me a little bit, I feel like you're kind of running from me sometimes for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that vibe. You said that in Orlando one time. You were like, uh, "When are you? I'm been in the city that's well. I'm gonna be in this, I'm not in the city that week. We're gonna miss each other." And you were like, "It's probably for the best." Yep, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time. It's crazy, too, because the city has just, like, changed in the last 10 years or so. It's just become so, like, people predicted it. And I was like, eh. What do you mean? Just so hipstery. It's become so hipstery with all the, you know, it used to be literally in my business. It's just, like I said, you turn the music up, mm-hmm. you get the beer cold, you get the girls behind the bar, and uh, away we go. Now it's everybody wants to yelp. They want to know what bacon-wrapped Brussels sprout you craft handmade. Yeah spun beer shake you have it's nuts they uh they really kind of took it to a level but you've had a busy couple of uh weeks and a busy couple of days huh you were on the horizon i think right april 15th i did carnival horizon the seven night sailing in the med and that was a uh quick little you know very port intensive so i didn't get to check the ship out because it was five ports in a row one sea day right so i'm going back over um in a couple of days to Barcelona and doing the transatlantic from Barcelona. A couple stops in between, six sea days in a row, and then back here to New York City. Gotcha. I listened to your last show, and uh, by the way, I got to say, Richard does a great job with the interview. He just, it's your show, you're the guy, but then when he when you end up going on some sort of adventure, you kind of bring him in to a little, do a little bit of the interviewing. It seems like he's you know a pretty seasoned pro himself at that. 
Yeah, I mean, no one wants to hear me talk for you know thirty minutes straight. Uh, I know you can't relate to that, but um, <laughs> so I would bring some. I bring other people in to interview me, just so it's not just me having a one-sided conversation. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know if you dispute what Doug just said. He <laughs> thinks you don't want to hear him talk for more than thirty minutes straight, or at least even thirty minutes straight. I think there'd probably be a bunch of people out there that might dispute that. So uh, I also thought you know there might have been a little bit of a yeah, you were reviewing the ship, but I almost. So at some points of the interview, I thought I was like listening to a barbecue review as well. <laughs> Speaking of Yelp, yeah, exactly. So you're a, you're a big fan of the barbecue. How did you uh, How did you find? I know you said you liked the Pig and Anchor, but let's talk real. Is it like for a cruise ship? I'm sure it's delicious. Would mm-hmm. you compare it to? Uh, does it stack up to land based barbecue in uh, Northern Florida? No. No. I don't think so. I mean, they have the smoker on board. I mean, you know, you can only do so much with a smoker on a ship, right? With yeah. regulations and everything. But the the baby back ribs are good. The prime ribs are good. The appetizer is great. Pulled pork, brisket, chicken. You know, the sausage. Everything smoked. You know. Uh, but I will say, you know, I, that was that was Guy Fieri's pig and anchor on Carnival Horizon, and then I just got off of Norwegian Bliss earlier today, and. Their Q Smokehouse has a little edge on Carnival. I'll, I'll say that right now. Ooh, we yeah. got an exclusive right here. So there's a couple of cruise lines taking a shot at the vitamin Q. Mm-hmm. And so far, Norwegian may have edged out the Carnival. Yeah, and you know why? I mean, it's... I think that... Well, for one, I and I kind of was saying I'm going to start a change.org about it. Their Carnival doesn't have iced tea in their smokehouse. Ooh. And you got... you know. Tea and barbecue, right? It's, Sweet tea, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So, not only that though, like the, I thought the service was a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, the menu prices were kind of all over the map on Norwegian. Like, what for the pig platter, which is pretty much the whole smokehouse on Norwegian, was twenty four ninety nine. On Carnival, it was sixteen dollars. But then the appetizers were about the same, around four dollars. Um, yeah, it's just a little. The pricing's way different, but both a la carte restaurants. What you go to with barbecue? What do you like as far as which uh, which items? When I'm on land, I go to for turkey, turkey. Yeah, barbecue. Then, okay. Yeah, barbecue turkey, and then ribs too. Ribs. Love some like dry rub uh, ribs. I cannot get. I, I'll say, that brisket is probably the toughest to master, right? It's not tough. a fan though. No, you're not a fan. No. of brisket? those burnt ends, man. I could do the burnt ends all day. I don't oh. like pulled pork either. I like sliced pork. I can't do the pulled. I like a good pulled pork sandwich. Yeah. You throw it on there with the coleslaw, Carolina style, a little bit. All right, so I wanted to move on a little bit with the horizon. So what did you think? So I heard you guys talking, and I wanted to dive just a little bit and get a little bit more information when you were talking about the liquid lounge situation I set up there. Because that's one thing that I was disenchanted with with Carnival. I, I don't love the whole switching the nightclub into the liquid lounge. I know you don't necessarily go to the nightclubs all night, this and that, but... It, it's just an awkward, awkward setup. Are the chairs still movable? Okay, so on Carnival Vista and on Carnival Horizon, the chairs are movable, uh, re- movable because um, they have the shows that are different, configured with little smoke machines and people coming up out of the stage and all that. Um, but because of the noise issue on Carnival Vista, they actually moved the nightclub into the Punchliner Comedy Club. So on deck four aft, so after the late night comedian goes on, they open it and turn it to a nightclub. They installed lights in the dance floor and all that back there. But sometimes, if they want to open the nightclub earlier, they will um, do the, a doubleheader comedy show in the main lounge so they can open up the nightclub you know, like at 10.30 or 11 o'clock. Because normally, the late-night comedy show starts at 11 or 11.30. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I, it just, to me, 
people, especially with first timers, and you know me, when we go out on the, the cruises, we're looking for kind of like the late night people. Mm-hmm. We're experienced cruisers. We know how to do it by now, the little crew I run around with. But I could tell that a lot of people don't, and they walk around the cruise ship, and if you're not really spelling things out for them, a lot of times... Those people who those like minded people don't connect if yeah. you don't really you know I mean you have to be looking for the disco or whatever they call it these yeah. days, the nightclub. Yeah. And with the ships these days with so many venues now, I mean it used to be, you know, you'd go to dinner, you'd go to a show, and then you'd go to the disco. Right. Now you go to dinner anytime you want, you go to a show between two different seatings. Really? And then you go to the alchemy bar, you go to watch a live band play in the pub, you watch Piano. the violinist rocket in the main atrium. So there's not just the disco everyone's meeting at. I keep calling it a disco. Do people still no, call it that these days? I, I think for purposes... Am I aging myself? I know what you're saying. I yeah. think for purposes of the cruise ship, it's still known as the disco. Right, yeah. As dated as it seemed on land, I think I think that's... Got a disco ball still in there, so right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just still doing the light-up dance flow with the uh, staying alive. Set it off. And, yeah. yeah. So speaking of like his nightlife on that ship, the Havana Lounge uh, uh, on the back of the ship, and you know if you've listened to five minutes of my show, you know how much of a fan I am uh, of the back of the ship, and you know what kind of brings me back to Carnival is that aft kind of just invitingness of everything aft. The Havana, the Havana Lounge is that as cool as it seems? Yeah, it's a force to be reckoned with, man. It's you can't get in there. And I heard, and I heard your show. You said it. I didn't know it was that low. I didn't realize it was on deck five. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Just to really you talk again, connecting to the sea. That's why we're at sea. That's why we're on cruises. Why put all these walls around us? And why you know just open it up? And that's what I love about that. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to repeat anything, but like they open the back up at seven o'clock, so you can mm-hmm. go out there and like sit in the hot tubs or the pools and get drinks up until midnight. So you know if you can listen to the live Latin band play while you're just chilling back in a in a hot tub or whatever, you know it's really really cool out there, and you actually hear the waters being churned up, which is fun too. Oh, that's awesome! And then the same thing is it a similar situation with they with them having that? They also have the aft pool, the regular standard aft pool on. I guess what is it, the Lido deck? Yeah, deck ten on that ship. And it, does that is that adults only? Is it? I still cannot figure. And I get it. It's a fluid system. They change things. They change them back. They go back and forth. What is the situation with the adults only? Is it adults only or not? It depends what day of the week it is. You get so many damn answers from them. If you know, one day they're telling you it's adults only. The next day it's oh, it's only on family friendly itineraries. Is it adults only? But at the end of the day, if you want to go anywhere on the ship, you can go anywhere on the ship with kids or not. Except Serenity, they I know on Horizon they enforce that a lot as well as the chair hogs, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the I guess since they have the lounge back there, do they still do the uh, deck parties on the Lido deck and things like that? Or yeah, they do. They have the big screen there, and they, uh, you know, it's I'm not a big fan of the of the. Uh, do you like those? Honestly, I've seen ones that I like and ones that I don't like, and usually. What affects that is who's running them, who's mm-hmm. on the microphone. And again, like I said, it speaks to what I do and versus what you do. I definitely uh, think that you're probably more of the daytime guy, a little bit more relaxed, like, probably like most people, normal human beings. <laughs> I'm a little bit more of the nut job psychopath that likes to kind of get it, get it going and see how, what kind of trouble we can stir up as late as possible. So I do like it. The Norwegian, uh, what are, the Norwegian Escape and the Breakaway, like I said, the Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships, I've never I've never seen that on a cruise ship. The the level that that they take it to, it's I mean they're playing EDM music. It is 
it's a char- it's a charged up party. So yeah, I do like those. But yes, the, you do have the ones in Carnival when it almost seems like an extension of the kids club. And yeah. you know, you lose me on that. Where is uh, in Norwegian? Is it back in Spice H two O? Yeah, you go back at Spice H two O. They'll have like on a seven night cruise or an eight night cruise. They'll have like four nights where, and they'll all be themed. And this guy on the escape, this guy Dave, uh, he was the assistant cruise director. He's big, t- you know, tall, just white, cheesy, corny guy. But you could not tell this guy he was not Axl Rose. <laughs> he, he's just one of those guys. He had the voice of like he he was just he would dress up in whatever theme it was, and he'd get on that microphone and he had this look in his eye that was so serious. Whereas like, and you guys were talking about cruise directors a little bit. You had me cracking up, and I and I want to know what you meant when you said you know he was very cruise directory like yeah because that had me laughing but the the matt mitchum guy i keep hearing about him mm-hmm. he's like a he's like a beast right he's but awesome he he's yeah. really is cool right he's totally cool and yeah he's the kind of guy that you would he actually makes it makes a presence in the yeah. ship around the ship where as a lot of cruise directors only you only see them during certain events where matt's around you know taking pictures with people and all that it makes a big difference and yeah, some of them are kind of just way too cheesy for me. So, what, so the cruise director you had on the horizon, he was just a little bit more on the other side, more like the, uh, would you say, like the you know traditional the, old school? Yeah, I mean, kind of. You know when you know the suits people wear, like with the green suits with the money on them and oh, wow. things like that. Like he was, he had one for every night of the week, okay. and he really embraced this character that he became when he went to the public eye. Yeah, and. It, he wasn't one of the guys that were. Yeah, he wasn't walking around the ship during the day. Like he very quiet. But God, when he put that outfit on, man, it was like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. It just took on the yeah. persona. Speaking of Carnival, I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to, I, I wanted to ask you. You've been on Dream Class ships, or yeah, Dream Class ships, mm-hmm. right? People compare those, and, and a lot of people I I hear they say that the Dream Class is almost preferable to the Vista Class, or at least. The Vista itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Horizon. What's your take comparing and contrasting the Dream Class and the Vista? I have. I'm a Dream Class person because on deck five on the Dream Class, you can actually walk the whole area of the ship, and on deck five on Vista and Horizon, it's Havana about just a little aft of midship. It's blocked off, so you can't go back there because it's a private retreat area. That's where the pools and everything are in the Havana cabins. Um, so I like. I like that for pretty much that reason, and it, it seems like it has a better flow. Although the Dream Class, the the smoking is pretty pretty uh, intense in the casinos on the Dream Class. I don't know if it's like a ventilation thing or how it was designed or whatever, but um, the Dream. That's why I like the Dream Class. And you're most. dealing with the Dream Class, and that's probably why I guess you're dealing on the older side of the modern or sh- more modern mm-hmm. ships, right? That's probably why you're dealing with a little bit of that. But that's, it seems to me the, the I've never been on a Dream Class ship. The little tours I've taken, the video tours I've taken on it and on YouTube or whatever, I am very, very looking forward to getting on a Dream Class ship. Except when what happened the other day happened on it, which <laughs> right. was a little bit of a... <laughs> did you hear anything about that? Can you can you fill us in on anything about what uh, what the hell happened with the... Uh, was it water main or... It was a fire suppression system, a, a pipe bust. Okay. On, I think it busted like on the roof of deck nine, I guess between deck nine and 10, and it flooded uh, 50 to 60, I don't know the exact, exact count, 50 to 60 cabins. And I mean, there was just water going down the hallway and i love how the media embellishes these stories right i mean titanic like in all of this and um you know everyone is saying and i say everyone because i've gotten a couple of dozen emails on this and then hundreds of comments on facebook that carnival is only 
they only were giving people a full refund and 50% off a future cruise and flying them home if they wanted because um, because of the media coverage. But that's not true. That night when it happened, Carnival issued the um, full refund, 50% off future cruise, and told these people, they were in Belize City, sailing from Belize City to Cozumel, hey, if you want to fly home tomorrow, on us, you can go home. That's awesome. I mean, I, I... I think that's probably in the wake of uh, they may have they may have reacted to the what was it that Norwegian cruise ship that was doing a bunch of uh, repairs and yeah Norwegian Sun not until there was that backlash on mm-hmm. social media did they so Carnival was trying to probably trying to stay ahead of that I guess but uh, I'm just trying to imagine being on that ship and without hearing an announcement if the if the water starts aggressively and violently flooding through the hallways and through the cabins. I'm not thinking water main. I'm not thinking fire suppression. I'm thinking we're going down. <laughs> well, it's because it's so high, right? So yeah. it was uh, a deck below where Lido is. Yeah. So you, and you think of all the flooding that went down or the water that ran down the stairs and everything. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there's going to be some good videos surfacing once people get back from vacation. But could you imagine just before the... Any communication happens, and you're just in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, That's it. You're like, you're like, what the? I could hear Celine Dion in, in my head right now. Just like, you know what I mean? I, I don't blame them at all. That, that's horrifying. I would have been like, this is it. All right, well, at least I'm going to go down doing something I love. Speaking of, I don't know if you heard, I had a disaster on my last cruise in Nassau. Um, I, I, you probably didn't, I, got, I got ran over by a Jeep. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like an infirmary ran over? Like you had to go get medical attention? No, the 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 ambulance came. I was I, I don't I'll, I'll go real fast because I did say this on the show before. I was making a left on a moped, and I know everybody's first question whether drink. No, there were no drinks involved whatsoever. <laughs> this was early in the day, and I was set on it. Did a whole thing on Nassau where I was trying to like champion the cause that Nassau does not suck as much as people think it does, mm-hmm. and I wanted to walk it and do it and kind of just enjoy it, take it in. Uh, attraction by attraction. So I did that, and then I ended up getting a moped. I'm not experienced with the moped, so I made a left. And the woman was in a Jeep. I was slowing down. She <laughs> thought I was going to continue to slow down. There was a malfunction with the handle, uh, a malfunction with me, I should say. Not with the. I'm not going to blame the equipment. I thought I was squeezing the brake, but I was squeezing the accelerator, and I literally got ran over. My my leg got ran over, and uh, the, the intersection got closed down. Everybody came from out of nowhere. The ambulance showed up. It was I was man. You made a scene, huh? Yeah, I was I was on the floor, bloody everywhere. It was a disaster. But I was going to ask you. You've done so many cruises. What, it, what have you ever experienced? Anything? Knock on wood, if you haven't. But emergency or seemingly emergency like on any of your cruises? You know, I normally play it pretty safe. Yeah. Um, I I did. I hopped on a wrong bus a couple of years ago and went an hour and a half into Italy and almost missed the ship coming Oof. back. Um, that was a carnival breeze in 2012 and then a couple years after that i was on a holland america ship and i was in san juan and they have that casino there i think it's called the sheraton right at the cruise port and they serve you free booze whenever you're playing so we were playing the nickel slots and just downing crown and cokes like a like it was going out of style and we hear the ship horn from there i'm like oh we're fine well different times right so we were on ship's time uh, or the ship was on ship's time, and we were on, I guess, San Juan time. I think it was different during the time of the year we were there. 
and they were pulling the gangway in, and we came sprinting down the hall. I mean, the the gangway, and we yeah, we almost got left, and that was like one of my very first uh, press sailings with Holland America. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm done, never sailing them again. And luckily, um, everything happened. You know. Yeah, that means- got on the ship, and but I literally, I, I hopped on the ship like there was no gangway. I got Prescott and I, my buddy who was sailing with me, we got on the ship with a guy grabbing our hand and pulling us up there. So there was Are no gangway was in, everything. The ship was pulling away. Yeah, we were, I was scared to death, you know, it being my first press sailing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I think they closed that down. I think they closed that Sheridan down. I don't know if you've been there recently. It's been it, a while. It looked like something else. No, last time I was surprised to see it too. I think it's opened up as something else, but I know exactly the building you're talking about. It's got the casino. I did not know they give free booze while mm-hmm. you gamble there. That's uh, hopefully whoever took it over is, uh, has that same policy. <laughs> Keeping the tradition alive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of, I guess, new things, up and coming things. Some of them are already in existence. By the way, I listened to your show the other week. I did not know. I heard seven different... Um, Ways to pronounce MSC's second newest cruise ship, mm-hmm. which is the Meraviglia. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I heard Meraviglia, Meraviglia. If you listen to all these shows, everybody's got a different way. So, <laughs> I mean, you said Meraviglia. I guess that's the way it is. That's a whole lot of letters for um, right you know. for a simple yeah. word. I wanted to talk to you about MSC Cruise Line. And uh, I was just surprised because I hear, I heard so many things coming into play on you know when they were going to introduce the seaside and, uh, you know, People saying, well, you know what, they're never going to crack the big three. And, you know, it's not an American cruise line. It's different. But everything that they said was, we're going for, you know, the North American market. And uh, sure enough, they open it up. They have the Miami Dolphin cheerleaders there. They got Dan Marie. They got everybody. It's all connecting you to the sea, the whole bit, out of Miami. It seems like they still didn't nail the North American cruise experience, did they? Yeah, coming out of the gate, no, they did not. Um, I had a, re- a guy review it on my show back in January. And well, I had somebody review it on the show who was like, I think he was paid by MSC because he said nothing bad about it. And you, he's, yeah, well, like, whatever, gotcha. dude. Yeah. And then another guy came on and tore it apart. So I'm like, okay, what what is it really? And then I've been getting listener emails from people ask or wanting to share the review of it. And I, before people come on my show, I make them send me a review. I send them talking points and kind of fill in the blank. I want to see where this thing's going. Right. You know, if they have a bad time, come on the show. I don't care. You know, I'm not in the pocket of any of the cruise lines. Mm-hmm. I get my money for elsewhere. But MSC had a hard time coming out of the gate. But I think they've made some serious tweaks. And things like my buddy Rick, uh, he's a teacher up, up in Jacksonville or down in Jacksonville. And he just had the best vacation of his life. Like he said, the food was spot on. The entertainment was spot on. On the seaside. On the seaside. Okay. Yeah. He said the only thing he didn't like is that the zip line was for uh, for fee. So it was like 15 bucks or whatever to do that. That wasn't right. told to him before he went, which he didn't care. He did it anyway. And there was a lot of little, a lot of, I guess nickel and dime is the word we use these days on there as well. Like if you wanted to do the, the simula- simulator, that was a lot. Bowling was like a euro a minute to bowl on there. Um, which is like a dollar fifty a minute or but whatever. Did you, did you just say euro? They were charging by the euro. I, I it might be U.S. dollar okay. at this All point right. now, but the initial say, reviews were euro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just I, I don't know how you how you mess that up. It's like if you, you you're spending so much money, you're building this amazing ship. You're clearly a very successful company. How do you not do that little pivot into what you know? And how do not how do you not come out of the gate like that? But you know, good for them if they figured it out because between that and the Meravia, that those are 
two of the most beautiful cruise ships ever built at sea. I mean, would you agree with that? Or? Yeah, and there's another one coming out like next month. Is at it? Sea View. Okay. Which is happening. I think it's going to debut somewhere over in Europe. And it's eventually going to be here, I believe. Not okay. New York, but like in Florida somewhere eventually. I also wanted to ask you, up and coming, uh, Virgin Cruises, Virgin Cruise Line. Uh, they they have some very, very interesting takes uh, and, I guess, perceptions on what they're going to be able to pull off mm-hmm. with their cruise line. And they are going with smaller ships, which uh, I guess lends itself to them being able to pull this off. But the whole, what is it, 18 and over thing? Yeah, it's adults only. And they're saying we're going to go to unique destinations. But if you look at the ship sizes, the ship sizes aren't that much smaller than other ships sailing right now. Right. So unless they're creating their own destinations, everything's pretty much occupied. They're not going to go like off the beaten path unless they anchor off some island and tender you into mm-hmm. it, which is another logistics thing on its own. They have a. They're going to have to be pretty. I mean, Branson's Branson's like look what he did with his airline. He, I mean, he's he's really smart, a smart business guy. He knows what he's doing. So I'm sure his team's really going to figure something out but it's yeah uh, i'm excited about it what 2021 i think is the first ship 2020 i think 2020 and i am too i wonder what direction that's going to go you have the possibility of it being a really fun ship with no kids and kind of like a real cool party ship or the elderly might really be looking at like oh my gosh you know what i mean this is going to be great it's going to be quiet peaceful well what direction do you think it's trying to go yeah so i don't i don't think the millennial thing is taking off like everyone's you know, foaming at the mouth that right. it's going to because there's a cruise line, Ama. I think it's Ama. Gosh, I could be wrong. But they just started a um, a millennial cruise. So you have to be like from 18 to 40 or whatever. Remember What's that? Uniworld doing Uniworld, that? Uniworld. That's what yeah. it is. You, yeah, I think you by Uniworld, maybe, I think is what it was. Probably with the yeah. silent discos we were talking right, about. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, that didn't work out. They just They just took the age cap off. Okay. So now anybody can sail on these ships because they just weren't selling. So I, I think the whole millennial thing is a little bit uh, before yeah, its time. It yeah, totally. And yeah, I mean, it's I, Silent Disco, cool. I mean, it was on Norwegian Bliss and everyone was having a blast doing it. Royal Caribbean does it in one of, on their yeah, Anthem they, class ships. They, they or maybe other ships too. The Independence uh, class. Yeah. Or the Freedom class. Uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, you're not going to all of a sudden wake up. And I know they were trying to do more river cruising, and they think, and I guess research has said that the millennials will like the expedition cruising too a mm-hmm. little bit more. They'd kind of go that route with it. But I don't know. I, I just think that you can't, you know, everybody jumps along these trends, just like the uh, Asian market was a little bit more, I guess that was a little bit, you know, they, they yeah. prejudged that to be a little bit better than they thought it would be, right? Yeah, I mean, Carnival Cruise Line was sending ships over to Asia, and they pulled that back because yeah. that's not happening. Oh, back to your Virgin Voyages. I looked it up here. So their ships are 100 and, 110 gross tons each, which uh, in holding, you know, going to carry 2,800 passengers. 28. Yeah, but I mean, that's like Carnival Sunshine is around 104,000 tons. Yeah. So that you're talking, these are decent-sized ships. You know, you're not going to go pull into some obscure, like into Nevis or something in the Caribbean with these. You're going to have to go to a regular sized cruise port. So I'm curious to see what these off the beaten path destinations are. Right. Um, all right. So let's let's move it along here. I was wondering a couple more things. Uh, people ask me and the, f- the three or four people that listen to this show. Oh, I'm sure it's more than that. Yeah. You might be right. It might be up to 10 by now. But um <laughs> They asked me, like, when, when are you going to do a, a group cruise? Would, would you ever – I know you kind of like the real serious kind of the Walter Cronkite of cruising type guy. But would you ever consider doing like a group, group cruise type thing with your listeners at all or no? I actually got an email today from a, from a listener 
who um, from Crystal is her name, and she says, um, "Crossing my fingers for a cruise radio group cruise one See? day." Gotta give the people what they want, Doug. Yeah. Come on. I don't. I don't know. So I'm very. I'm a very humble person, yeah. right? So I don't like making things about me. Like I'm going on this cruise on Carnival Horizon next week, and people are like, "Hey, will you arrange a cruise radio meet and greet to do this?" And I, I was like. That's not me. I don't want to arrange a meet and greet for myself. So I told this lady, if you want to arrange this, I'm happy to show up. Just tell me where to go. But I'm not going to. Yeah, I would totally. Dude, that email you got from that listener, Mike or whatever his name was. <laughs> yes. Dude, that was totally off the rails. And like he, this guy had everything planned out. It was awesome. <laughs> that guy. Uh, and, and shout out to him. What was his name? I believe it was. I believe it was Justin. And shout out to him. I'm, and he's wrote me back and. I uh, thank you for uh, understanding us, having a little fun with that, or having me having a little fun with that. But yeah, that was a whole well thought out thing, and uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the creativity. But uh, I was just asking you, I couldn't, I know I could not pull off a group cruise right now. Ideally, maybe year two, couple of years, I would. I think everybody knows by now you are a, a humble guy, and just a lot of people would enjoy. Your listeners probably would enjoy taking a group cruise if they found that you were taking the cruise and a bunch of listeners the whole community thing but hey listen you know i do like the cruise con idea you said oh okay yeah yeah. i i would be totally on board with that um like go somewhere like a central location centrally located located place that's um, where people can get to easily maybe like do a have a sail away party somewhere like do it in orlando maybe and then go to go to canaveral for the day or do something like that i would totally be on board with that we get some some sponsors to come in there and uh, have a little fun time yeah cruise con would be awesome because it's a crazy time and i think if you think about like the difference in cruising from like the early carnival days up until the sunshine and then going from the sunshine well let's just call it the uh the triumph or the sunshine sunshine but then what's gone on between the Sunshine Triumph era till now, it has gone out of control. And I can tell you right now, cruising, despite what sometimes the media seems to try to be doing to it, it is losing that you know overfed and nearly dead yeah. reputation that it had. So you're going to see people popping up. Like I popped up in the last you know couple of years, and you know, and we've seen you know there's a few more different people in the space that kind of represent the travel industry and more towards the cruising end. So I think, you know, through that happening and other people kind of popping up and kind of just, I guess, whether you want to call them bloggers or whatever they are, I think you're going to see that. And then maybe a cruise con type of thing might lend itself using all those people in, in that space. It could be a pretty fun thing. We'll see. You know, it's funny. I mean, you're talking about people popping up and I, th- I think it's awesome. Like, like with Sherry and cruise dudes and whoever else is out there. But a few years ago, people wouldn't talk to me at all. They're like, oh, you have some podcast that's done in your mom's basement. Um, they, they didn't take me seriously. Yeah. And, I mean, the cruise lines did, but my colleagues, like, the big 800-pound gorilla cruise site out there yeah. and other people – and freelance writers for USA Today and all, all of this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I just kept my head down, and I didn't try, never tried to defend myself. And now it's like, okay – Exactly, it's uh, vindicating. Yeah, it's crazy because I'm like a you know I I was always a Howard Stern fan and he was like my guy like you know I'm dating myself but you know all through grammar school he uh, he got into a war with these podcasters and he mm-hmm. kind of just sh- shunned the whole industry and he's like no the way to do it is you go to school you work four years then you get your you know masters and then you work in the no a market nobody's ever heard of and so it's cool because you did get that training. But yeah. then you also did see the other side of it. It's almost like you took that pivot and went to an industry like 
I don't know. Do you, uh, do you who puts who goes in the car and puts on their own the radio and they're at the mercy of whatever programming is coming on when you could just li- you can be your own program director in your car. I I saw the writing on the wall fairly early, um, probably like two thousand and nine, and everyone laughed. I mean, my my bosses were laughing to my face. They were snickering behind my back. And I'm like, okay, now I'm, you know, almost tripling your salary right now. So yeah. you can laugh whatever you want. And half of them aren't even in radio anymore. But yeah, it was cool to get that, get that education of, you know, just busting my ass, doing graveyard shifts on air, weather reports, traffic reports, just crap that, you know, just to, I guess, grind, make my, my, my what's it called? Grinding your teeth yeah. into yeah. the, um, into the market, yep. And then you go like into more a morning show slot, and then you get you get trained, you know, like get in, get out, all the, you know, the formalities and things of the industry. So yeah, when I started it, like I, it was totally just um, no one knew what podcasting was. Hell, I barely knew what it was. I learned everything on YouTube. And the thing about podcast listeners too, and like like I said, the few I have, you just learn the loyalty. It's yeah. just the loyalty that you have of them. And we have even in my group people. People reference your show in my group. I don't know if you know or not, but they're like, uh, you know, the the Park West. Somebody will like post a picture of an art piece of art that they bought. And it's like, <laughs> ah, this makes me feel good about spending money on yeah, art. Park you know, West makes me feel good about spending money on art. <laughs> uh, speaking of, what's going on with your I'm your announcer guy? Is he starting to lose it a little bit? What's going <laughs> on? Yeah, I think he's went off the rails years ago. <laughs> that guy is great. Let's see what I got for you now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. Little subtleties that that's freaking hysterical, but yeah, you get a real, real loyal, loyal following in uh, me and, and like I said over and over well, again. Craiger is really funny because Craiger he likes to he likes to have a couple of drinks in the evening and he'll then he'll fire it like I'll get a, an MP3 the next morning with liners for me. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> somebody <laughs> wrote that up. Somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote I'm your announcer or something like that. I'm, I'm one of, and then somebody commented below. I think that guy is getting a little bit drunker each week. <laughs> He's um. He he does that. He just like let's see what we got here, Dougie. Yeah, he calls me Dougie, and then he just starts rambling. And I'll, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll use the stuff. You know, you it's- told me he was going to come out one night in Orlando, and uh, you said he was he was going to be around at Disney. Yeah, and- we were going to go down there. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would have been fun, if, especially now the way you describe it. <laughs> um, so you got the Transatlantic coming up. I got. I wanted to co- do a question. I recently did a solo cruise, and I had never done one before. And I got to say, Norwegian was incredible. I, I probably won't end up doing it again, but I would without mm-hmm. hesitation if the right you know stuff kind of the stars aligned. W- when you do a a Transatlantic, how is that psychologically? I would be. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be lost on me that I was heading across the Atlantic for five days and I wouldn't see land. Is there a little bit of a feeling throughout the ship on those? Because to me, cruising in general, why I like cruising in general is because of there's a little bit of an unforeseen adventure that you and 3,000 people are going on together. Mm -hmm. Is that a little bit elevated when you're literally crossing an entire ocean? It's a very laid-back kind of vibe, right? Because you're, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like you're, we're leaving Portugal and we're not going to see land for six more days yeah. and we get to Halifax, Nova Scotia. So it's, um, you know, the, the cruise line keeps you busy. I've only done one transatlantic and that was Carnival Sunshine oh, back okay. in 2013. But there was a lot of classes during the day. Um, a lot of bark, like self-created bar crawls that we did. Okay. And now, of course, these days, I mean, back then, like 2012, the drink package was fairly new. Now everybody and their brother buys the drink package, especially on the transatlantic. I'm not buying it because I'm not a big drinker these days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but people do. And so, yeah, I think, you you know, you make your own entertainment. And, you know, even if it's only been five years since my last Transatlantic, but there's so many different venues now these days where, you know, going back to only there was like the Alchemy Bar and maybe a pool bar where now there's, you know, the Havana area during the day and there the live bands playing around the ships. There's always something to do to keep you occupied. And they realize they have a... They have an audience, a captive audience. Right. They, they gotta yeah, you make it anyway. work. Yeah, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, like I said, I alluded to your interview with uh, John Hill the other day. I mean, that guy is that guy as funny as and cool as he seems to be. Totally down to earth. Like we don't even like. There's no formality. Like he doesn't even like me calling him yeah. senior cruise director or brand ambassador. He's like, just call me John. Yeah, and he's he's so down to earth. Like, and the guy he's. I mean, when he's on these sailings, he has to, like, use deck zero to go from one place to another because he gets swamped with people. Oh, I could imagine. Uh, If you don't know who we're talking about, John Heald is the uh, longtime cruise director on Carnival who goes way back. And uh, now he's kind of, I guess, superseded that role. And now he's, you know, he blogs for Carnival. He's the uh, brand ambassador, I guess, is the term. I guess that could be most encompassing for him. But... uh, can you I, I imagine what he has seen and his head must be spinning at the industry changes that have happened since I yeah. heard him say he was on the Carnival. He was the cruise director on the mm-hmm. Carnival. I mean, I can imagine what, uh, you know, did, did he ever expect to see the changes that he saw? Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, okay, when you're, you know, he's like been there for, what, 30 years now, I think he said, 30-something years with Carnival Cruise Line. Yeah. Like, when you get to a certain age, it's like radio. You're like shit, how much longer am I going to be relevant for? But I don't think that's an issue with him. No. Because he has he has this crazy audience, on, and I say crazy because people write some crazy shit to him. And I don't think, like, Car- if Carnival booted John out of the saddle, like, I think they would, they would seriously lose a lot of Carnival diehards. Yeah, and I don't think they'd want to, I don't think they'd want to anyway, because he's, you know, this, he's, He's almost transcended. It's almost like the Betty White of uh Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he's not that he's not that old, but he's just I mean he, you could tell he's just if that if that guy chose in his life that he wanted to be a stand up comedian, he could have yeah. probably. Because he's funny with the whole quips and the whole uh what was he saying about the uh the cup thing he was saying, oh gosh I, I forgot yeah he's some, about alluding to a jock strap <laughs> he's like and i heard and i heard him describing the ship he's like and i heard on our newest ship the vista we have this place on it i've never seen it it's called i believe the gym and <laughs> but i mean can you imagine being in his position like just getting the you're the face person of the cruise line getting the shit kicked out of you yeah. just non-stop i yeah I wouldn't want, and then people attack him personally. They attack his family sometimes. Some of the trolls do. It's like, why are you bringing his family into this? Well, that's the thing. You gotta. I mean, if you're gonna do anything of what we do, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm anxiously waiting for my. I'm sure you've gotten it. You know, you. That's how you know you've arrived when you when the trolls start coming out and people just start doing whatever they can with their. You know, as Joe Rogan calls them with the Cheeto fingers typing in. You know, their uh, <laughs> <laughs> their uh, complaints or whatever, and they just get ultra personal, just trying to get some relevancy in their lives that they just otherwise don't have. But that's uh, I think that that's why. But he he got he got me pissed off one time. When he started uh, room service shaming people, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He's like, we're, we're going to charge for room service now or whatever. These items are going to be, you know. but I don't know why you get room service anyway. Maybe coming home from a night out and, you know, in your underwear eating wings is your thing, but it's not my, I'm like, John, take it easy, John. Come on. It doesn't make me a bad guy. You know, I've woken up with Reuben all over my chest before and chips and pickles on, on next to me on the bed. Yeah. I've, oh, that's good to hear the, because it's, uh, let's just say same. Yeah. Um, 
what uh oh so you were on the so before we get you out of here we're gonna wrap this up in a minute as we uh you know we don't have the official always be booked studios are not equipped with ac yet so i don't want (laughs) to hit you guys with all the fan noise and the sirens that you probably already heard already would but would hear much louder if the windows were open but uh so the the Norwegian Bliss, you were on that uh, last day or two, right? Or yeah, it was, it was a two night. They're, they call it a two night inaugural, but we didn't leave the pier because we couldn't with the whole um, Jones Act thing. So um, we had to stay docked for two nights. Right. But it was yeah. So we, it was it operated as a functioning ship as it would, except the casino wasn't open and the shops weren't open. Can I ask you about that, the Jones Act? Because I've done, I used to be able to do uh, cruise to nowheres. Yeah, that- so it, it was um, very loosely enforced, and now they're very strict about it. And I think it might be a state thing, because when it, the ships get to Miami, and maybe that's because they're headquartered in Miami, I don't know how that works. Okay. I don't know enough to speak intelligently on it. But like Norwegian Bliss is doing a couple of night inaugural when it gets to Miami, whereas here, it couldn't do it. Or when Carnival Horizon arrives next month, or when Vista arrived... Um, two uh, two years ago, same thing. They had to stay at the dock, so it might be a state by state thing how they enforce it, or with the port authority. Maybe I'm not really sure. Gotcha. All right. So talking about what you're familiar with, and you know, we already talked about the barbecue, and uh, being from Florida, you're probably no stranger to go karts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, we grew up on them. Florida, Florida, go yeah. karts and barbecue. That's what Florida does. Um, <laughs> do do you uh, see? Did you get a chance to ride the go kart up there? So. Badass man, seven dollars. Yeah, you get eight laps on the track, two story track, figure eights, and I really? mean people on there that you get a, um, you know, you could have have a couple of drinks and get on there, which is interesting, right? So this this one lady, so you're never wondering, you always wonder, okay, who are you gonna, who are you gonna be racing with? And this lady, she just, I mean, right out of the gate, they throttle you, and then they, they let you go on the first lap. There's a turbo button on your go-kart, a green turbo button, so you can hit that, and you're flying. Like, if you're you're, you're going to go into a rail if you have the turbo button hit, you're going full speed. Mm-hmm. This one lady had no clue what she was doing, and I'm, I was being very aggressive because I wanted to – it's a big digital board, and I wanted to get in first place. <laughs> I wanted to get in second, which was not bad because I came from the very back. Okay. But um, she just – driving like a grandma and then i went to pass her and she hit the turbo button on accident and i t-boned the hell out of her <laughs> and then people hit me whiplash and everything i mean you gotta it's it's real life people you're not on a just because you're on a cruise ship you got to be careful out there but you have a helmet on right okay. and you have a harness and so you're not gonna and you're not gonna flip off the side of the ship right uh, that's one thing i was wondering if that's you could what everybody's that. probably wondering can you get enough torque no, to i guess no I no, mean, right? I, I think it's damn near impossible to do that. But it, you know what? Seven bucks, I mean, for you're on it for about 15 minutes doing the eight laps. It's it's not that bad. So they basically, they make it competitive, mm-hmm. and you have seven or eight laps, and that's basically, con- that constitutes a race, is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Okay, cool. So And and the speed is kind of legit, because the this- video that I saw, was the speed looked a little off. So that's just perception on, on video. It's actually fast? It's fast. I mean, I'm sure there's governors on those things, but yeah. I mean, you're... You're, and they're electric go-karts, too. They're mm-hmm. not gas-powered. Um, so they, they charge them up. And there's, they have two-seaters as well if you don't if you want to ride with a family member or something. But it was fun, man. We we had a blast. Like, I mean, it's when you have some conf- competitive people with you, it's even it's a better time because everyone's, like, trying to pass each other on the inside and all that. But when you have – I mean, Grandma was on there, and she yeah. got flagged like, right off the bat. Like, okay, honey, you can't handle this. Go ahead and <laughs> – Go ahead and get back in there uh, in the pit lane, and we'll get you out of here. I love it that they charge, actually, too, because 
you know, you don't want to hear you don't want to hear about the whole nickel and diming thing. But for something like that, I mean, you just have what people just wouldn't get off. They would just yeah. but that probably thins out the herd a good amount. People who really want to do it, and those people probably want to race each other. So it's probably cool that they they charge. And laser tag is fun too. Uh-huh. That was a, that was a cool area at the top. And um, if the if you do laser tag, do it at nighttime though, because you have the the lasers right, right, and right. The, the lights hitting you and all that. Otherwise, you're kind of just thinking you're it's going to vibrate when somebody hits you so that's how you know someone hits you whereas you can actually see the the dot at nighttime it's cool so speaking of these two ships the bliss and the horizon they're unprecedentedly right two major new builds that are going to spend some time on the west coast and slash alaska is that both of them or no or just so carnival horizon is actually staying in miami year-round but panorama next year okay coming out november of 19 is going to just debut no europe season Going to go straight to Long Beach, okay, and do year-round Long Beach sailings. I think that's awesome for yeah. them because it's a good, it's about time. I know their cruising community out there is great, but they don't necessarily get the newest and the base. But the Bliss is going to Alaska, right? Bliss is actually so it left New York today, as in Sunday, and it's going down. It'll get to Miami on Tuesday. It'll do a two-night inaugural. Then it's going to start a revenue sailing from Miami to Los Angeles, and then from um, it couldn't carry passengers from port to port because of the Jones Act. You right, can't go from okay. um, U.S. to U.S., so it's deadheading down there with just crew members on it. And then they're probably going to stop... Well, they're going through the Panama Canal, so that might be a... Or maybe their private island on the way over there. Right. So they're touching some other country. They get to Long Beach, disembark in L.A., and then they're going to deadhead from um, Long Beach up to Seattle, where they're going to start their Seattle season in June. And then they're going to spend the summer in Seattle, back down to Miami again, and then back over to Seattle in nineteen. And then it's coming to New York yeah. at the end of next year, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the last question on the Bliss. Biggest complaint, and I'm going to say, I'm, you know, like I said, I got the skin tone of a frog belly bottom, so I'm not so worried about necessarily how much sunbathing deck space there is, but many people are. Did they do, if, for the Breakaway Plus class ships, did they do anything about that? I think the go-kart track ate up a lot of the yeah. sunning space. Yeah. But there is a – so it's a Spice H2O in the back, right? I'm not mm-hmm. too familiar with the yeah, ships. Yeah, yeah. And they removed the screen off of Spice H2O. They took the screen The screen's off of? gone. What do but, they have there? Uh, nothing. It's a, it's a view of the ocean. See, I th- and that's great, yeah. which is why I think this, the screen should have been on the other side, maybe no, more where the grotto was, mm-hmm. maybe above that little entrance where you kind of like – feel like you're walking up that little runway yeah that was one of my favorite things about the the ship the energy that they ratcheted up to back in, at the at the back end of the ship at night so hopefully they don't lose that it's gonna make know. a difference i mean yeah. the, the ship has they ha- keep saying it was purpose-built for alaska right how the only couple of reasons i can see is they have the observation lounge on the forward part of the ship i think it's deck 17 maybe mm-hmm. it's beautiful it reminds me a lot of um anthem of the seas or quantum the bat, the 270 in the back, oh, yeah. but up in the front. Okay. That's cool. Um, and, of course, taking the screen off the back right. leaves gets you more connected with the water. But, and, and with, you know, there are other class of ships, like the Breakaway class, with, like, the 678 concept, the waterfront concept. Right. Love it. I mean, just that connection with Definitely. the water. Yep. Now, what is it, is it going to be, you know, are you going to be eating a steak outside in Alaska in the evening? Maybe not, because it does get, like, 50 degrees there yeah. in the summertime. But when it gets into, you know, back down to Miami, yeah, spot on. That's That was the beauty of the solo cruise because none of my friends that I cruise with give a crap about, like, sunsets. Like, you know, I, just, I just love being out there. Mm-hmm. And that was the cool part about it. Even with the friends I made on the solo cruise, I was just like, you know, I, you could find me on the water. When the sun's going down, 
I'm getting my vodka soda, and I'm going to the waterfront. Yeah, I, I, I want to sell on Breakaway again. I yeah. did a two-night on there, mm-hmm. and I mean, I we were doing so many tequila shots that <laughs> I just... The, the night got away from me, and then the, the day got away from me because I was sleeping the next day. So I want to actually do it to experience it, because I've been on a couple of times since then for different press events, and I, I love the ship. I love the layout. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Getaway. Mm-hmm. I love Escape. I, they're just... I mean, I think Norwegian... I don't think they get enough publicity. Okay. Like, I don't think they... Royal's out there with their Adventure Seekers campaign and all that. Right. And then Carnival has the Choose Fun thing. But I don't know. I think that... They got Pitbull. Yeah. That's, well, free. Yeah. A little bit here and there. But I know what you're saying. You see it a lot more from Carnival. I think they're... Royal. I don't want to say they're the underdog. They but are. people know Royal and they know Carnival. Yep. And they just... And they people should get to know Norwegian because, like... I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna. When Bliss comes back to New York here, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. sail it for sure. There's no. There's no doubt about it. I used to say this about Carnival, but about I say it about Norwegian now. They definitely are. If you're looking for adult fun, you know what I mean. On the uh, after ten o'clock side, I think Norwegian is definitely taking that from Carnival, taking yeah. taking the edge. And uh, I think Carnival's definitely you know gone a little bit more in the family direction and the discount stuff like that. But, but I mean, rightfully so. I mean, yeah. Carnival carries eight hundred thousand yes. kids a year. Yep. 100%. Why? Why pull from that? Exactly. Where Norwegian doesn't, and Norwegian can embrace. Norwegian seems to have a more of a cultural crowd too. Have you ever noticed that? Norwegian, yeah. Like um, there's a lot of lot of like um yeah Latin folks on there, yes, yeah. yeah. Like they, they like they sort they might source a lot from like South America. Is, is that PC Co- to say? I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we we do what we say what we say here. And I love. I grew up on the line. I grew up in the kids program, and mm-hmm. I I do like Carnival. When I'm cruising on vacation, I sail Carnival Cruise Line. But I, I'm going to try – I've only done a couple of Norwegian sailings, and they were the small ones out of South Florida. But I'm yeah. going to try like a seven-nighter on Bliss or Escape really soon. Yeah. No, it's, I, I love it. I think, but I think on uh, on those ships, I've seen those ships that they're like um, – I feel like it's it's you have to go a little bit older of a ship to get a lot more of the – I guess the diversity, what, I, what I've kind of like seen, I guess, on it. Either way, I think we've held uh, Doug hostage for long enough. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show, Doug. Yeah. That was awesome. Dude, it's, I, I love this studio. I can't say enough good things. Like, you even went as far as buying the soundproofing for this. Yeah, that's, that's got, awesome. Kind of to look cool, though. Yeah. You know I mean, it's a little bit more fun. <laughs> a little more show. I mean, functional. people probably want video casts now from you, don't they? Well, I've gotten a couple of requests from that, but then you, now i got to go buy cameras and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get set up a go fund me for these exactly exactly <laughs> you want to donate yeah well it was great having you on i appreciate you coming by and uh you know for now you know speaking of the tequila shots if you guys have heard the show a few uh a few months ago and uh the story about doug uh overdoing it with the fireball at johnny utah's <laughs> he does he's got a late flight tomorrow so this i'm is not little, drinking tonight li- dude. little cliffhanger here he says he's not <laughs> drinking but uh you know the we'll time s- is it we'll yeah see. we're good it's we'll 8.30. It's night's still young. My flight's until 5.45. Exactly. So stay tuned to see if uh, Doug makes his flight tomorrow. <laughs> Have um, Thanks for having me, man. Of Seriously, course, man. this is... Um, congrats on your success with everything. I People... I do get emails. I, I send you the text sometimes, and people email me about hearing you mentioning me on the show and all that, and I think there's a... Love to have you on more because we Justin got pretty upset that you weren't on the show that often. You're giving me all this free publicity. I'm not giving you any. So yeah, I mean, I tried to explain to these people. It's not you know, it's it's. <laughs> I listen to podcasts all the time, and you know, people shout out podcasts, and it's 
it's it's not it's not for this is not a free free service. I get it's not for people to just you know would, if people are generous and you could do whatever you can for people. But me, uh, you know, I think if you listen to this show, you listen to Doug's show. By the way, cruiseradio.net. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's everywhere. And I say it all the time at nauseum. You you know, it's like uh, curriculum stuff. Before you listen to my show and listen to me ramble for hours at a time, you should be doing your due diligence and listening to Cruise Radio. Radio.net before you do any of that stuff. So I am more than appreciative for you coming in and coming by and, uh, you know, giving us, giving us a few minutes, Doug. I really appreciate it. No, I, it. thank you. By the way, have you gotten any pushback on doing your uh, your commercial in the show at all? No, I, I have not. Nobody's uh, said anything bad about the commercial yet, but I only aired it once. And okay. that's uh, the reason for that is because with the advent of the new studio and everything like that, I don't have my other equipment up so i don't have the file for the commercial on there so we'll be, we're going to get to that soon and we'll see if there's any blowback from that but that was when i was kind of trans- transitioning and i was going to maybe go you know 60 hours a week always be booked and which i would love to do and you're a, a role model in that regard because you are in this space and making a very comfortable living doing it and the go-to guy for all of it you can't do it alone, though. But that's the thing. It's yeah. also like it's so much more of a testament to what you've built because you can't you can't do it alone, and you can't do it in freaking a couple of months. Either. No, I mean I I've, I started this in June of '09, and just slow and steady. It's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. And I have people that bust their ass for me. I mean Heather, Sarah, Richard, um, Hendra my web developer like these people that yeah they make me look good because i have a hard time making myself look good again cruiseradio.net check it out doug thanks again man thank you man all right ladies and gentlemen we are back always be booked we always love to get your emails tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and uh, also, by the way, let me might as well remind you, follow me on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, don't you think you should be? It's always be booked. We have the Facebook group that we always tell you about. It's uh, lit, as the kids say. And uh, it is the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. And it's a fun little group. All you have to do is request to join. We will let you in. And uh, we'll do it right away. So it's a good time. There's a lot of good information shared back and forth. There's a lot of entertaining things going back and forth. And it's a... Uh, it's a good time. By the way, Tanya, before we go into this, I, I spoke with this. You may, you guys just heard us kind of cover it briefly with Doug. You know what happened on a carnival ship? You would have shit yourself. Would I have? Yes, because you don't like cruising to begin with. But That's true. Picture yourself sailing along on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. chilling. You know, mm-hmm. the motion of the ocean's happening. So, you know, it's not like necessarily a, a, a super stormy day, but... You feel it. You know you're on a cruise ship because you're moving around. Are you talking about like when things get really rocky? I'm. To- I'm. No, I'm not. I that does happen, but that's not what happened in this case. So you're walking around. You're going from your room to the Lido deck or whatever. You got your towel. You got your sandals. You're enjoying your cruise. Got my book. I got, got my book, headphones. And I'm then, going. And then, okay. And then I all, picture it. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh. you hear noise. Uh-huh. And a flood of water starts shooting down the hallway and out from each room in like a mass tidal wave type oh. thing. What, what would you do? Well, Tommy, as you know, I am half Cuban, so I just start swimming to the shore. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not an option. But I, uh, I find lands and I go towards it. No, honestly, like I go into full on panic mode. I don't have the um, I don't have the sensibility to be like, it's okay. Everybody on this ship has been properly trained and everybody knows what they're doing. And you know, we've got a captain. You freak out. I freak out. Well, I thank you for your honesty because. I'm not, I do like to stay calm in certain situations, but in this situation, with the water coming in, what happened was, Tanya, uh, the fire suppression system or a water main broke or something like that, so it was all water that was already on the ship. So it wasn't like... wasn't seawater. We're going down, guys. Right. but what do you think you're going to think when you see all that stuff coming in and there's no announcement around? Oh my gosh, I would have freaked out. Well, the theme song from Titanic plays in my head. And I said Celine that. Dion is like... You know, that's funny because... I, Celine Dion is in my uh, in my vision. Tanya, and I'm just like, near, far, wherever you are. You're going to laugh. I said the exact same thing to Doug. <laughs> I said, I'm already hearing Celine Dion and the violins. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's I'm like already... The, the band went down first. I'm already never letting go, Jack. Yeah. You know that crap. All right. There's room on that door for me. She's like, no, there's not. <laughs> exactly. Who's the... Who's the, um, the Rose. Heavy, the heavier lady. Molly. Hey, don't... The unsinkable Molly Brown or something like that? No, she was... Wasn't it Rose and... It's Jack and Rose. All right, let's get into the emails. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> After hearing the alleged story of your friend, quote-unquote, getting alcohol on the ship, I wanted to give some advice on that topic. If you are on Amazon, research for smuggle mugs. They have products that include empty shampoo and conditioner sunscreen and other empty toiletry bottles that have seals. Basically, you fill the empty bottle with your alcohol choice, apply the seal, and close it up tight. Again, I definitely enjoyed the last podcast and the recent interview with Dan Dan, the cruise director, and look forward to you expanding the Always Be Booked brand as a whole. Sydney. Sydney, thank you for the email. I really appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate the email in general. I will say this, though. I have seen, I don't know if I saw the actual smuggle mug, but I did see some toiletries that do dummy as, you know, I guess, uh, transportable, empty alcohol vessels. I do, I, I am familiar with them, but the things I've seen, um, Sydney, without, I guess, uh, how do I say this, without seeing, seeming like a total degenerate, I don't think they're big enough. I don't think they're going to hold enough alcohol for the alcohol that you know that we t- the level that we take it to that would make it warranted not just getting the drink package. You may, know what I mean? May I interject? Yes. So the cruise that I went on, we did. Um, we each took Listerine bottles. Yeah. But bottles of uh, mouthwash. Yeah. So. That's the oldest trick. That's right. what everybody does. So if you don't mind, yeah. you know. That can work because you can a get little a mint yeah. uh, in your booze. Then that that's what we did. And I think that that's kind of my, my that that's kind of the oldest trick in the book, right? That's most I people's MO. That's what most people go with. Uh, so the, sometimes you may argue that the cruise lines are a little bit skeptical of that because they know that that's coming. So this is a little bit more looks like branding. It's not necessarily who's going to put a freaking like sunscreen. Who's going to put booze and sunscreen and these are never these never had sunscreen in them from what he's saying well us degenerates yeah i'll I'll, you know that's 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 night i'll be done with that by you know dinner after night one so that's my issue all right all right moving on hey bud 
Just want to say some congrats on the new job. I have been running quick, casual-type restaurants for close to 12 years now. Currently, I run a poutine shop in the heart of Philly called Smokes Poutine. Poutinery. Smokes Poutinery. little plug there. If you're ever in Philly, check out Smokes Poutinery. Man, oh, man, is going from the bar club scene uh, to fast, casual, uh, an upgrade. Your quality of life will be so much better, and you should have plenty of time and energy to keep up the killer podcasts. I cannot wait to hear the new show, and again, want to thank you for entertaining while educating. My drive, uh, my drive from South Jersey to Philly every day would suck so much more without your shows. Question for you, pal. Any thoughts on setting up an ABB group cruise? Uh, might be a great way to kickstart the travel agency. Also, if this group cruise could be later in 2019 or early 2020, that would be kick-ass, LOL. Keep up the good work, bud, and next time I hit the city, I'll definitely stop by for a Wahlburger. Thank huh. you. And that was from Lonnie. Lonnie, thank you so much. I do appreciate that. A couple of things I'll mention about that. You know, this is not fast casual. I do hear you on that, the quality of life and just kind of like being able to kind of keep a little bit of sanity while there's always a counter between you and any guests that you have this is actually a bar it's a full service restaurant and bar you are right in that i do not have to be chasing the drunks around till five o'clock in the morning the hours of operation are a little lighter and a little bit more restauranty but keep in mind this we are on the upper east side which has no shortage of drunk people who want burgers late night who we have to kind of take care of and yes we also do have a full bar so you're right and you're a little, it's a little, um, it's still, it's still there. That, that, that whole thing does exist where I have to kind of, I guess, deal with the whole drunken, you know, nut job thing every once in a while, but on a way, way less scale. Um, yeah, definitely. On a way, way less scale. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, we've worked together for how many years? About 15 years. Yeah. On a way, way less scale. Yeah. No, it's true. But again, you know, you'll be, you'll be, it happened Saturday night, single de mile. We're just chilling at the bar, getting ready to close. It's about a quarter to one. And then four drunken Boston people walk in, just a nightmare. Uh, and, and the other part problem is when you have these other bars, you have bouncers. You know what I mean? We're wall bar- we're Wahlburgers. We don't have bouncers. These four drunken giant dudes walk in. I know Donnie Wahlberg when he was nothing. I got to deal with that crap. So what the hell is that out there? All right. So as far as the always be booked group cruise, I'm just not big enough for that yet, to be honest with you. Uh it's not it's not there hopefully i will be you obviously planning for the future we get 2019 or early 2020 by then you never know maybe we I will i think so um you do in your yeah. in your edu- in your highly educated opinion on the topic well i mean i've been friends with you for 15 years i've i know I, but you I follow we, your th- your you know right but you're not Facebook aware of my listenership well i think that your listenership really really enjoys this podcast and they like listening to you and you guys are a community where you give each other advice and like, hey, if I'm, you know, which one do you think is the best? And Oh, that so, means a lot. Tanya, you're absolutely right. I do appreciate that. So you, you well, are yeah, you're making I mean, sense. Me and Tanya had a podcast for like five minutes. And I think maybe we might have one again in the future. Tanya, me and Tanya, like everybody's probably like, do not have a do not. Do not do that. <laughs> do not do that with that girl. Yeah. High five. No kidding. Tanya's the best, and she was really, really good. It's been a little bit of a long day. There's been some drinks, so, you know, it's fine. Well, but I mean, it's I think, my day off, so. And I think you sound great anyway, to Thank be honest you. with you. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, so the great way to kickstart the travel agency. So, 
Solana, you're having me kick off the travel agency in 2020. Um, that's the thing. We were talking about maybe getting the travel agency going. I jumped back into the work thing, and so it's a little bit more hectic. And, you know, one of these days, I'm telling you, I am going to jump into this always be booked thing full time. Uh, apparently, once again, it is not tomorrow. All right, moving on. <laughs> Hi, Tommy. This is this guy's real simple. All he says, one sentence, and, and, it, and it goes along with his advice. Hi, Tommy. My advice is to keep each episode to no longer than 45 minutes. Huh. Scotty. All right. Well, thanks, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, I feel you. I know what you're saying. It's uh, a lot. It's, it's called concise. It's called tight. It's called, It's a whole method. And we talked to Doug, and Doug's show is tight and concise and this and that. And that is one format. And you might be right. You might be giving me advice that I probably should follow. However, there's another side to it. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are long form. You know what I mean? Two and a half hours, three and a half hours, two hours, whatever it is. That's long. Though. I kind of go that route, but you know, you, you're right. An hour, an hour and a half. What's Legion of Skanks? Is how long? It's about an hour and a half. <laughs> thank you. What? What do you mean? I said, oh, thank you. Oh, then I'm not going to do anything for them on this show that they no, already. But, but like, I, I find that like a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are 90 minutes. That's an hour and a half? Right. So I think like 45 minutes is a little bit too short. No, it's not a matter of – it's a matter of what your show is. If your show is like like a news, just the facts, get in and get out type thing, that's it. If you don't, you could do a five-hour podcast. You're not listening to the whole podcast in one sitting is my point. If you have interesting topics, you have interesting people, or if you just generally like the person that is giving the podcast. Or even if you have guests. Like if if, you have guests, they tend to go a little bit longer. Or if you don't have guests. What it is is even if I did a five-hour podcast, what would be the difference of, you know what, that's just three shows a week. If I did three shows a week and they were an hour, hour and a half each – and you just cut them up how you want. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. my thing is, is like long form podcasts, long form radio is designed to be in the the word I use is companion. You're driving, you're commuting, you're going here, you're going there, you're right, walking right. the dog, you're you know doing some errands around the house and <clears> having <throat> some background noise. And somebody that you kind of feel like you vibe with a little bit is kind of there with you. That's it. So. That's kind of my format, and you might be right in that still it may be too long, but, you know, that's the – I wrote you back, Scott. You never got back to me, but I said, you know, this is kind of like my thought process of doing the long-form podcasts. You know, you wouldn't want to hear two hours straight of news, but, you know, if someone's just there chilling, Tanya's here drinking a beer, we're hanging out, we're hearing the sirens in New York City, why not? Screw it. We're just kind of kicking it, right? Well, Tom, the other thing that I find is that, like, now that I don't drive anymore – and my commuting is all trains and buses are walking. I don't listen to radio stations. I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. And I will really, if something was hilarious or super informative, I'll re-listen to that. And sometimes oh, like, yeah. I'll listen to it at night when I'm just trying to relax and... Uh, exactly. I'm so. knitting, like, because you don't want to. You, you, you just said knit. Did you just say you're knitting? Are we knitting? I'm knitting. I knit. I knit. Would you like me to crochet you something? I kind of would. I would. I will make you, like, little pot handles. 
Make me some pot handles. Make me some always Not be booked. Not pot handles, pot holders. <laughs> Make me some always be booked but pot hand pot holders. I oh my god, I so will. But yeah, I find that like people um, listen to long form podcast. Like NPR was the thing that started all of this, just because it was a talk format that yeah. wasn't news. Right. It was stories of people. So the fact that you're like putting this out there for people that are interested in the same thing that you are then and like you guys are a community that's what it's about yeah and that's what i get the my favorite compliment that it seemed to i didn't design it like this but i've fallen into the kind of category where the thing i see in the reviews and the comments back is like dude you're just like a dude and like you're not here but you feel like you're in the car with you driving home you're just right. like a buddy that's just kind of like easy to listen to and that's kind of what i look for in podcasts and yeah, it me makes too. me makes me feel kind of good to know that i'm providing that for for certain people as well well the thing about pack podcasting is is that like you want to be entertained you don't want to be bored and you kind of want to feel like you're in the conversation even though you're not there so even if you're just laughing at it or you're just like yeah yeah carnival that one did suck or that one was great or whatever and like yeah their food is trash like you just want to connect with a community that has the same uh, like-minded interests. Right. Exactly. There we go. Hey there, Tommy. In preparation for our upcoming Royal Caribbean Enchantment of the Seas cruise on April 26th, I've been binging a bunch of cruise podcast episodes and found Always Be Booked and have been loving the show. I dig your informative personal takes on cruising, and you remind me of my cousin in Levittown. Oh! No! Ha! What's his name? What's her name? Oh, to give him a shout-out. You're probably like, we might be related. Hey, I used to work out there in Levittown, huh? Take it easy. Coincidentally, as I was listening, I realized that we were on the same fall Norwegian escape cruise? Uh. What a blast. I'm sure we bumped into each other at some point, uh, though my wife and I were not on the same late night schedule as you guys. I was writing to see if you had any experience on Royal Caribbean, Enchantment of the Seas, or any other vision class uh, ships. This will be our first Royal Caribbean cruise, and uh, we are familiar with the Miami Long Weekend. We are, hold on, sorry. But we are familiar with the Miami Long Weekend cruise. We have sailed on the Norwegian Sky twice. The first time got engaged, and the second time a year later, we were married on board while at Nassau. Oh, That is awesome. Though we know these sailings have a reputation for being booze cruises, we have our baby moon on this cruise. Oh, that's cute. You know what that means? I was going to ask you. Thank gosh you're here. So that What's means, a baby moon? Well, they're going to have a baby, so they're going to take like... A, a little vacation before they are joined by their little one. This is like their last, like, we are oh, just the two of us. Okay. Before they have a little one who's going to wake them up all the time. That's a great concept. It's a baby moon. That's awesome that you were here. I would have been like talking into a microphone saying, anybody get on the phone and find out what this baby moon stuff is. <laughs> what, I want to <laughs> What's a baby moon? Uh, do you know how raucous this cruise is? Any tips? Uh, again, love the show. Can't wait for the next episode. Thanks, Dante Bruno. Uh, Dante, uh, I I have not f- sailed on a weekend cruise, and I have not been on a vision class ship. My friend Nick with his girlfriend Claudia did, and I know a lot of the Royal Caribbean periscopers love that as well. Uh, so I think you're going to be fine. It's definitely – that's the ship they actually extended. Tanya, this was a ship that was one size. They went to a shipyard, built 
basically an attachment into the middle, cut the ship in half, slid a new component uh-uh. to the ship uh-uh. and then resoldered the whole ship together and enlarged the ship so yeah, um that 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 no it's a popular cruise ship i would think you do that on an airplane i wouldn't go on an airplane would you do that in a limo i would do it in a limo if it, if it passes all the inspections i'm down whatever uh all i'm saying is i think this i think i heard good things about it my friend nick didn't necessarily say that it was a a, a slow cruise or a boring cruise, but he also didn't come back telling me it was a booze fest either. This is what I'm talking about, guys. I need everybody right now to join the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook, especially those of you who are familiar with the Vision class and, in particular, the Enchantment of the Seas, and let us know on a three-day cruise, will it be a little too wacky for, uh, you know, a nice couple to enjoy a baby moon? Well, it's three days, and I think that they would probably be i don't know where they're going but it would probably be more enjoyable for them to just have like this little time three days sounds perfect before yeah that baby gets here the the issue though what they're talking about tanya is the shorter is it boozy the shorter cruises tend to be shorter which makes more people able to do them, which also makes them cheaper, which a lot of times a- attracts a younger, drinking, crazy crowd. Yeah, but I think every vacation is what you make of it. So No, but if you're on a cruise ship with a bunch of drunk people, it's different than if you're on a cruise ship. Like if you went on a 10-day... If day, you were on like a romantic, like couples, it, you I can get tell. it. If okay. you went on a ten, yeah, you're right. If you went on a 10-day Panama Canal cruise... What you're going to understand is that it's going to be an older crowd. It's going to be a relaxed crowd. And if you want to just go with your significant other, that would be perfect. Yeah, I you get it. You can tell by the demographics of these types of cruises, they tend to draw a little bit of a wilder crowd. Now, this is what I will say, Dante, is that you went on the Norwegian Sky twice. It ain't going to be worse than that. The Norwegian Sky is also a weekendish type cruise, three and four day sailings out of Miami. And the booze is free on the Norwegian sky all the time. That's just an open bar, all-inclusive cruise. So if you didn't have that issue on the Norwegian sky, now you're dealing with not free booze, and you're dealing with a cruise line that's kind of known to be a little bit... Norwegian has... I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Royal Caribbean is a little bit known as a more, I guess, higher-end cruise line slightly than Norwegian at the end of the day. Whether that's true or not, that's what they're known as. I think you'll be fine. Is it like Spirit Airlines versus Delta? Wouldn't know. I'm asking the wrong person. Spirit, no. Spirit is like a, you know, no, it's not, no. Spirit is is, is a dump. It's a, it's a junk box, and people, most people won't even fly Spirit. A junk box? Yeah, people, you know, they upgrade, upcharges for everything, and, you know, the, everything junk is... junk box. That's what, that's what you hear. Spirit. I, I feel like I want to call rude people that. Spirit. I don't want to hear it. A lot of people fear it. <laughs> what do you think of that, huh? We're freestyling here. All right. Hi there, Tommy. Listen to your solo trip. Listen to your solo trip on the Norwegian Breakaway with great interest. You were listening to my entire trip? He means the podcast about the trip. Uh, One question. Did you watch the vlogs from solo cruisers prior to your trip? I am one of her YouTube subscribers, and I am intrigued with how she does it. I am tempted to do a solo cruise, but it would be a short cruise from Florida to the Bahamas. I am the same personality as you in that I am quiet, introverted. Uh, I don't approach strangers, but will meet them halfway if they want to have polite conversations. I don't want to get roped into their game plan. 
I would want to try to do a. I would want to try it to do intense people watching. I am especially intrigued with the unique social aspect to cruising. I would want to see if these passengers would leave me alone or try to approach me. If so, who and where? Uh, and do they feel sorry for me? I wouldn't make it easy on other passengers. I would not wear a conversation starter. I would avoid the elevator. If I do an excursion, it would be a beach day. I wouldn't eat in the dining room unless it was late. I don't drink or gamble, but I will have a, I will have a beer or two max to be social. Thanks for sharing your experience, William Cooper. This person is not from New York. No? No. You wear your earphones, you open a book, and you look down, and that's it. Yeah, no, well, he he's kind of saying that he... This, this sounds he, to me, William, like you want to you take on a social uh, experiment is what you want to do. It sounds like he doesn't want to interact and doesn't like interacting. No, I think he, what he's saying is that he wants to not reach out to people, but kind of just out of curiosity, see who kind of comes up to him. You know, not make it easy for them. You know, not necessarily... He wants to basically see what solo cruising is like. Let me start with the first paragraph. I don't... I watched a lot of solo cruising videos before I went, and uh, I don't know who I did watch and who I didn't. So I may have watched the solo cruiser person that you're talking about, but I don't know them, and I don't know if I did. I, I, I don't know that person by that handle. Uh, I would – intense people watching, um, That, that I mean, quite frankly, this sounds a little weird. <laughs> Intense. No, no. Pe- people watching is a thing. Yeah, inten- like, intense though. Like intense people watching. Intense. In, well, the word intense yeah. is intense in and of itself. Right. You're right about that. I mean, just staring staring at people. Um, I'm just kidding. It's not. There's really, another word. It doesn't that. sound creepy per se. I just I get what you're saying, but you know. Sure, it doesn't. If you just um, you know. You're intrigued with the social aspect to cruising. You want to see if passengers leave me alone or try to approach me. If so, who and where? See, I, I can I make a suggestion? this sounds like this. Yes, in one second, it sounds like like you, you're going to do like research. To me, I don't know. I can't relate to this as much because when I get on a cruise, I want to have fun. I just want to enjoy myself. I've already determined. You know, I'm gonna. I said, I get on a cruise ship, you never try to determine what kind of cruise you're going to have. You just enjoy yourself. And, you know, I would not let any type of people, intense people watching or social experiments or <laughs> research that I want to do affect because I would just simply want to just enjoy myself. But that's just me. If, if this the kind of cruise you want to have, who, who, who the hell am I to say you shouldn't? What's up, Tanya? So I, th- the times that I've been on vacation, I find that um – People that are on vacation, like, they're there to hang out, relax. You can tell when people are not into speaking to each other or just, like, like, you know. But I think if you just kind of um, say hello to somebody and where are you from, you'll spark up a conversation, whether it's at dinner or if it's at the pool. Like you'll yeah, but that's my point. find somebody. He, he, he's not looking for that. He's not looking to. He's trying to see who's going to approach him. He's purposely going. He to wants somebody on to this approach cruise. him, and not even pur- for purposes of him. You know, feeling like he's going to be lonely on the ship. He literally wants to see. He wants to examine the social aspect of cruising and stand there, purposely not wear anything that's a conversation starter, and just see if people will go up and talk to him. I got a feeling, uh, w- William, unless you're six foot three and chiseled you know typically people don't you know what i mean people are open to having conversations oh no 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 sit next to an old couple 
they'll approach you. Um, I, I guess so. Maybe I guess I'm, I'm interested in finding out what your what your you know research brings to light in this whole situation, William. Definitely write back and let us know how it went. I I, I just feel like I said for me personally, it seems like a little bit of work that you're actually trying to like do this i would be more focused on making sure that i just enjoyed the freaking hell out of my cruise i'm paying a lot of money for it i just want to have fun if i didn't you know like i said you you were right i i'm not an introvert for people i know but there's a little bit of a wall that you break down first i'm not necessarily going to run around but like on this last cruise like i told you about i ended up you know because of the help with norwegian where they put you together uh, like-minded people and people that like like to do the same thing as me did get connected, and I did end up having like a four-person crew that we ran around with and had a good time, and that was perfect. I did not want to necessarily, you know, st- I said I would stay by myself, and I'd be perfectly happy if this was going to be a relaxation, recoup cruise, and regroup, and you know, talking about my job situation and everything like that. Always be booked, maybe get some work done. And that's kind of what I was planning on. Now, if a social thing broke out, that would be great. If not, whatever. But a social thing did break out. So that happened. It seems like you are looking to, I guess, figure out if people will approach you. And uh, I guess it is. It is kind of interesting, but not at the expense of just, you know, going on the cruise and enjoying the type of cruise that I want to, for me personally. But uh, I do appreciate the email, William, and, and let me know what happens on that cruise. And, uh, again, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, as you know, because you've already emailed me. Uh, last thing, Phil. Big Phil is an always regular contributor to the show, and he sent a quick word about my Cruise Diary show. He said he loved it. It was so entertainment and entertaining, and he said he thinks I've found my my calling and this is great i love this idea he says phil phil says do a cruise a week report on it and i'd pay money to listen to it <laughs> well maybe anyway i'm at work so i gotta go well, <laughs> listen i'm sorry phil i didn't mean to keep you from from work get back to work no problem my bad but uh you know phil That's so it, nice it is if he could finance that cruise a week i'm Word. down if he wants to send me too. on a cruise a week but uh that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. What could I do here? Wait, hold on. Let's try this. I, I've never done this before live. It's always done in post-production. But let's see if we can do the outro uh, live here. Let's see. Hold on. No. This is fascinating for the for the. No, uh, oh, no. This is this is gripping. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody's at the edge of their seats. Tanya, talk. Do something. Well, yeah. okay. Remember when they um. <laughs> played War of the Worlds on uh... here we go <laughs> alright let's see if we can hit the post on this ladies and gentlemen this was Tommy at Always Be Booked email me we're so happy you guys can join big thank you to Tanya for joining us on this episode this was so impromptu as well thank I you I just want to get that Doug thank interview you for out having there. me no definitely it was a good time Doug Parker, cruiseradio.net. Thank you, Doug, for joining us. We had a great time. We enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Keep cruising. Where the boat is from, it takes away. I think we nailed that post, didn't we? I'm lost. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part shade of a nine-on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy, 